0: back a few years. Um, we've often shared some information on, on property investing and one thing and another. But I just thought it would be a little bit interesting to, to see what's going on in the market at the moment and have Alan come along and share his experience with us. And um, this is going to be video. Uh, the video is up the back. So anybody have a problem with that? No. No? It's all good? So, Owen, oh, thank you very much. Come and right. share your knowledge with us. So, Lee as in L-E-I-G-H? Or L-E-I I field. Yep. L-E-I. Field, Yeah. Is it one word? Yep. Yes. Right. Thank you, Owen. All,
1: all thank right. You. Thanks, Robin. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to get as, give as much value as I can today. Um, so, I want to open up to um, a lot of... Um, Uh, Q&A, so uh, ask questions, I want to have um, questions and answer and but I'll I'll speak for a a few minutes first uh, just for context about uh, to explain who I am and what my business is about Um, but I also want to speak about the 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 changing environment of the real estate industry um, especially with the effects of what the internet has had on it um, but more specifically now and into the future of what social media Um, is having on the real estate market. So, um, but to start off with, Owen Davis. Um, I've been in, I've had a real estate business for 10 years now, Um, but I started off in accounting and mortgage broking um, almost 20 years ago, but always worked with property investors. So it was during the GFC 10 years ago that as um, um, as a mortgage broker, decided to um, change uh, our business into uh, looking after just the investor with property management. Sorry. No, Sorry. you're right. With, with property management as well as sales. Um, but instead of focusing on a, on a small area, uh, on, a, on a small local area, we work right across Sydney Metro and, um, and that was 10 years ago. But now, uh, we actually work right across Sydney Metro as well as up Central Coast, Newcastle. And our business now looks after Brisbane, Gold Coast and uh, moving into Sunshine Coast, as well as the Melbourne metropolitan area as well. So, as a real estate business, um, we we, we, we don't work with a lot of owner occupiers who are looking at selling their properties. We certainly can, but most of our clients are investors, professional investors where we manage multiple properties for them. Um, and we treat them like clients, rather than being a lazy local agent who has the 19-year-old girl on reception being the property manager, um, looking after you know, one of your biggest assets as well as the biggest asset of that agency. So um, it's, it's something that's a bit different and it's something that we, we now do um, uh, across the three major cities in the, in the country, being. Sydney Melbourne and, and Brisbane and um, looking at, at expanding now how are we able to do that the biggest question and this comes into internet and social media and so on uh, how are we able to the biggest question we get is well you know, how can you service such a wide area how can you you know do all of these how can you find tenants if you don't have an office in that area you know um, you know, yeah, because your know, tenants come and knock on your door, don't they, and look at the pretty pictures in the window. It's like, no, they haven't done that for a long time. Um, it's something like 98.5%, if not 99.5% of all inquiry for um, uh, from new tenants, prospective tenants, come through the internet, being, um, and primarily through the two major websites. And that's been the case for quite a while. Uh, and even... The traditional local agencies that are in in the business of doing owner-occupied sales uh, as the majority of their business, they're now going into um, the -the off-the-street offices where um, they might have a very small retail frontage uh, for signage and and for awareness, but their main operation is is off-the-street because it's just not necessary anymore. Um, because most inquiry is coming through the internet and the and it's not just into you know the 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 first part of the internet that started where you had a website and you get on your computer and so on Um, most of that inquiry that's coming through now through the websites it's coming through on on this device and it's and it's something that um, you know children who are growing up today they most by the time that they finish high school, they probably most probably won't have a, a desktop. That's for sure, and they more than likely won't even have a a laptop. Um, the, there are people who run their businesses, you know, off off this device, and it's and just not small businesses, but large ones. I you know, I myself yeah, you know, I have staff uh, right across the country and and people who work in my business right across the country and right across Sydney and um, I run most of my business off, off yeah, this device which you, we most, most of us know of as just being a telephone but it does a lot more than that these days as, as uh, I hope we all know. Um, so they're the things that um, I'd like to expand on. Um, if you have any questions but it, it's something that we've used that technology to be able to um, use in our business, uh, to be able to do what we do differently within the real estate uh, industry. Um, we, um, uh, yeah, we're able to uh, lease, manage, yeah, do repairs and maintenance right across Sydney Metro from one centralised office uh, which doesn't have a shop front and we can put an open home on uh, all on the same day, whether it be in Hurstville, Penrith, Hornsby, all at the same time, and we can have people turn up yeah, magically without having an office in those suburbs. So, um, um, they're all things that we, we talk about, but um, specifically on the real estate side, we work with um, investors, uh, whether it be units, um, houses, um, townhouses, uh, we have dual occupancies, Um, uh, We talk about granny flats quite a bit, especially here in Sydney. Uh, They've been quite popular over the last number of years, um, and they're not like they used to be, you know, um, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Um, And it's um, uh, something that a lot of people are looking at to create more income and so on. So um, I I could probably keep on talking for the rest of the time, but please, if anyone's got any questions, I'm sure you do, Robin. and um, uh, please just speak up, put your hand up, I don't mind. Um, uh, go for it. With the, the recent boom in Sydney, how long do you think, um, before we see some increases again now, we've
0: seen about
1: a 10% drop at the moment? Uh, yeah, at least, and it's different. And it's Sydney's really made up of, of many different markets. We've got, um, um, we, We've we've seen, Oh, well over 10% in in some areas, uh, and it depends on the type of property in the area. Um, and um, but in areas like down southwest, around Iron Park, uh, values have held very well. Down too, as well. Yeah, everywhere southwest with the with the new airport um, uh, being built, that's held up um, uh, very well in terms of values. Um, but most importantly, uh, the important thing that we've seen in the last couple of months is activity. I was talking to a buyer's agent on the way here this morning, and yes, he's done. Uh, he's got um, two sales across the line in the last two weeks. Uh, his office has done 15 for the month so far, and uh, which, which shows that buyer activity um, and buyer confidence has come back, which is the most important thing, because last year uh, the industry was decimated by that, Um, ghastly Royal Commission that had nothing to do with um, the mortgage broking market and um, which suddenly did once a a certain bank CEO uh, started running his agenda. So it's um, uh, so the main thing is now we've now got buyer confidence they're out there they're buying um, but values aren't necessarily going anywhere uh, upwards too quickly Um, and I, I'd expect, you know, based on, on past experiences, that we'd, we'd see that to um, keep going over the, the, um, the next year or two. We still have a federal election to get through this year, so we'll see how we go. Um, any other questions?
0: Well, just to cover the, off on that, we d- we
1: do we do, do everywhere across yeah. Sydney Metro. Oh, okay. So from, from in Sydney, we do from Hornsby to Hurstville, out to Penrith and Campbelltown. Yeah, so all of
0: this, all of this stuff that's like it's almost like there's way too many houses, way too many townhouses, way too
1: many units. Yep. How does that affect the business? Um, uh, <laughs> it, it's uh, well, it's good for business. Um, but it's are you selling? them? Oh yeah, they're selling. That's for sure. The the demand is there. There's no, there's there's an undersupply of properties in a lot of areas. Um, It depends on the area. Um, If you look at Parramatta, there's probably um, an oversupply at the moment. Um, If you look at uh, other small pockets where uh, large developments are coming on um, and where they're being completed, uh, yes, you'll have um, you'll have an oversupply issue for um, a short. yeah, there are, but uh, if you look at the growing population of, of Sydney, Sydney as a whole, uh, we're still not building enough, um, and yeah, when you, when you look around here, you've got say, uh, all the... We must just be in the area they don't can... Yes, but there's the demand for it. Uh, we've got the population growth, um, uh, both through um, uh, you know, immigration into Sydney, um, but also from, you yeah, know, the, the, the natural population growth as well. Um, the, the, and, and that's why the, the, the state government and the federal government are investing in all this infrastructure that we're seeing is because we're expected to have huge population growth over the next um, decade or two, and it has to be built now. Sorry? political parties are putting forward policies to stop it. Yes, but it'll happen naturally. Even even if, as as a city our size, um, we will naturally, and between um, Sydney and Melbourne, Um, Melbourne's uh, going through the same issues of population growth, where um, it naturally happens, but also we've got the immigration as well. Most of the immigrants that come into the country come into Sydney and Melbourne and we, we need more housing. So it's the, 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 the barometer of it is it's not affecting values over the long term. Uh, there, there will be short term issues and it does uh, affect um, the uh, rental returns in those particular areas where there is that oversupply for the short term. Uh, and short term, I'm talking, you know, maybe anywhere from three to six months up to a year or two. Um, and, and, and it happens in a lot of new areas, you know, like this area where we've got a lot of house and land, um, uh, or in the uh, more major areas, like around here being Parramatta and Blacktown, we've got the the, um, uh, the the units and the, and the townhouses being built. Uh, you will have that, over, that short-term oversupply, and uh, but once it gets taken up, yeah, we'll we'll be in the same issue where we were, and, and that's and that's why we have uh, major jumps in um, values of properties because um, there's this cycle, and it's the same cycle we've had for um, yeah, this is the third one that I've I've worked through, and you, you, you see it where. Um, uh, now we've had this credit crunch uh, in the last twelve months uh, with the with the banks being very conservative with the Royal Commission that we have have had um, and so they've stopped stopped lending now that will have a significant uh, uh, that will have a significant impact on the sup- on the supply of property um, which could create a bigger problem on uh, on the whole economy so um, it's it's um, a wait and see of, of, of that. But um, yes, if, if um, we've had the correction of, of the 10% or so across the board, um, and it's not looking like it's going any further than that at this stage. So that would be the true barometer of whether there's a, there's a huge oversupply.
2: alive, I'm talking in the future, we're going to end up looking like something like Hong Kong. Yep. Mm. And that's the last thing we want here, and how do we prevent something like that? You know, you talk about the growth of population, mm. fine. But why do we have to create an ugly city for that? I mm. wonder well, we what they do, so, you know. well, well, I, I, yeah. All this beautiful land here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. has another green belt Yeah. How can we stop that? We've got to stop that. It's... Stop good for your business, I understand that. Yeah. But
2: this is... I think this is a city that we need to be mindful of for the future. Mm. Right well, what's
1: population. the... Yeah, what's, what's the alternative? Yeah. I mean, population... We've
0: got to stop population. Spread
1: it out. We're yeah. a big country. Yeah. I don't yeah. Have
0: anybody here having any more babies, all right? No babies. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well, well,
1: <laughs> it, it's... Yeah. Down the track, I'm not doing now. Down the track, they end up as slums. Some of them already up. You know, well, they really do. Well, that th- that th- comes th- down to planning the and proper you know, planning. The
2: building here that we're talking about that's collapsing. Yep. You know, they're creating
1: monsters. Mm. Well, they're, they're individual cases, and yes, a lot of these b- bigger buildings. And, and I'm not a fan of buying properties in these bigger buildings because they do become markets within themselves. And, and that's a problem for the individual investor. Um, but from, a, from a, a, a bigger planning point of view, yes, we, we don't want these buildings to become um, markets within themselves. Uh, and that's where it comes down to better planning. But the fact is that um, high rise is, is better for um, planning for population growth. You can control um, the services
2: to it. Yeah. So you do get nothing back to body forward. You pay have a huge amount of body forward.
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan not a fan of strata managers myself. The reason they're
0: um, doing the high rises and most of them are close to um transport mm. because they're trying to get cars off the road. And, and that's mm. fine if you're going from here to the city. Yeah. But if you want to go from here to Campbelltown or Woolgoff, mm. you're still
1: going to need a car. Yes. So it's not yeah, really no, I, going don't don't to I don't you. believe mm. them. they're putting mm. in there because they can,
0: they can make the maximum profits out of it. Yeah. If they want to get cars mm.
1: But the the, the the reason why they, they put them on all the train lines is for that reason to try and push as many people on, onto the onto the public system really? public transport system.
0: Yeah, that's right. And do that's why them they're building
1: they're more, they're more train lines. <laughs> that's yeah. right, yeah. And that's why they're building more train lines to be able to provide um, more flexibility. But yes, I mean we could keep the urban sprawl keep going as far as possible out to Orange, but um, and Wagga even, but yeah, it, 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 it we'll still end up with the same traffic jam coming into the city to work. No, why don't they
3: move all the jobs out of the city? Yeah, that'd be great. They want it traffic-free, Yeah, the jobs out of there. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. They go into
1: the city. Yeah. They don't need to. And that's changing as well. There's a lot more people who are working from home, working remotely. And, and that comes down to internet service and having a, a good internet service. So um, well, we, the yes, well, we, we can talk uh, about that for, for, <laughs> forever as well. Yeah. So the um, and, and that's another way of doing it. And um, yeah, you know, uh, they're, they're saying that the MBN will be able to help help um, do that. Um, yes, uh, but the co-working spaces. Uh, is one of the uh, biggest growing areas of, of um, uh, in the in the commercial area um, for um, individuals to go working, and, and that's a trend that's happening worldwide as well. A lot, and it's it started off in the tech industry, um, where a lot of technology companies um, have um, uh, up to 80% of their workforce aren't based in a in a company run. Office environment. They're either working from home or they're working in a co-working space, and and that's said to be the future of uh, industry and and individuals working as well, where um, they'll interact with the people that they work with within within their own business via technology, um, but they still want to be able to um, uh, have an environment, a social environment, w- working with. Um, people that that they aren't necessarily uh, working with within their own business so all all these things are happening but they never happen on on our own time frames so yes the 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 uh, to try and answer your question about the high-rise it it's inevitable that it has to happen the high-rise because people still want to uh, live in Sydney they want to live in the major cities and but it's about and, and they don't all have to become slums these high-rise buildings you know, it's not like the old old days of you know building a block of flats for, for, for um, you, um, you know, low low income families and affordable housing um, a lot of these are being built for, for people who want, who want to downsize into uh, something that's easier to manage, and they're well built, and they're well serviced. And yes, the uh, strata fees become expensive, um, but that's um, maybe uh, the next industry that needs to um, change a bit and provide extra value. So. Um, and that really provides us to be able to have lovely golf courses um, hopefully um, that are profitable the biggest problem with golf courses in these greenbelt areas is they're not profitable anymore within sydney there's not as many people play golf or like going to clubs as much so i'd say get out there and play more golf uh, if you can Um, because it's the golf clubs within sydney a lot of them having to sell off uh, bits and pieces of their land just to be able to remain viable Uh,
0: where Ashla used to be, Ashla Golf Club in Blacktown? Um, no, not recently. Has anybody been out there to the real yeah. estate? Yeah. It's beautiful, isn't it? There's it's lots cool. of green space and there's a lake, and so yep. I think some people are more aware yes. of how to build something nice, yes. and they've got the multi-level, but they're also doing some um, three-bedroom properties at the moment.
1: Yes, yeah. and, and talking about that, uh, uh, I know someone who has a um, who is an urban ecologist, and her business works with a lot of developers um, and it's her job to be able to go in. She's, she works as a consultant for the property developers and she said there's bad ones, but some of the big ones are, are, are very good in terms of um, looking to um, build developments, whether it's house and land areas or the high rises, um, to make sure they, they are providing a lot of green space not just to comply with you know, council or government regulations but also to um, um, make sure that they're livable areas where people want to live for the future and also to protect our, our local natural environment and to make sure that um, they are properties and they are developments that will continue to want to be lived in for forever and a day. Which means that you have to provide these wetland areas for for the natural birds and the the frogs and you know um, uh, and and all the other wildlife um, that feeds off it. So um, these are the things that are happening not just within local and state government planning, but um, and and having the high-rise buildings or the higher density. Uh, housing within these developments allows for more natural green space in the, in those areas. So yes, a lot of these um, like outside the inner city areas um, They're building these developments that um, have high-rise um, Or higher density areas within them so that they can provide more green space around it to have more of a natural environment um, it's because a lot of younger people and younger families—they don't want to come home to the quarter-acre block where they have to spend their their free time mowing the lawn and tending the, the garden. So it's um, that's a, a changing part of of our culture and and our identity as well. That's the point,
3: isn't it? It's it's just supply and demand. Yeah, those 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 developments wouldn't exist if there weren't people who wanted to buy them.
1: Yes, exactly.
3: So you know, and,
1: and and there is a bigger demand for um, people who want to live in, in natural environments. Yeah, n- not, but Alan, I'm, not just yeah. that, but
3: just the fact that large scale high density developments occur only yes. occur because there's somebody who wants to buy.
1: Yes, and 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 the high quality ones as well.
3: And the high. all
1: Yeah. All quality. Yeah. So, so, it's not just a concrete box, for, yeah, that you can go to sleep in at night. Yeah, people are wanting the the mod cons in, uh, in these in these high high density.
3: The other the other point of Ashlar was mentioned. I mean, this is Ashlar.
1: This was born as a result of the. I mean, yeah. The, the, the group that runs this golf course. Yes.
3: Was Ashlar. Yes. And and this golf course is not profitable. It runs off the investments from
1: the sale of the Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and this would be a, a, an investment for you know future growth at some stage. You know, it's a, and many golf courses are doing it. There was the one at Rouse Hill, um, Kellyville, that sold um, 10, 15 years ago, and they moved out to Pitttown. And
3: no, they're just moving further and further out. Yeah. So Blacktown to here. Yep.
1: Which one? The uh, golf courses? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of the smaller ones are, are council owned, um, which um, uh, and um, they're there specifically for, for either for green space or for water detention uh, and retention and so on. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, they're they're there for they're either you know council owned. Um, or they are uh, successful enough as as golf courses to, to be able to keep going it, it's um, uh, or the zoning of them because they might be there specifically for um, water retention in wetland areas and so on um, so th- so the zoning wouldn't wouldn't allow for them uh yeah oh yeah and a course council, yeah wetlands yeah so so the, the yeah so, so the zoning just wouldn't allow for it. Otherwise, we'd just um, yeah flood with all the concrete. Um, and yeah, so so that's happening with a, a, a lot of golf courses around. But um, it's um, um, in, in in terms of uh, where it's going with with population growth. I, I, yeah, a, any other comments or questions about that?
0: Blacktown LGA is currently roughly three hundred. By 2030, they're expected to have at least 500,000 people living in the downtown LGA. So where do they where do they put them? There's not enough room. So this golf course will either go, and high rise will come in. Yes. Everywhere you look, like when we went to boat the other day, everywhere where there's a big block being sold, it's now got townhouses on it. So yeah. So you sell one and you put on.
1: And you put on four or six, yeah. Yeah. And
0: yeah. The doesn't get any better.
3: Schofield's Richmond area is the, oh. Schofield's um, Riverston area is yeah. the development
1: the area. Yeah. Oh, yes, tiny, I was at... Tiny little blocks, and, and that's why they've got the green space for people to picnic. Yeah.
0: The best one I've seen is the one up here at um, Francis Park near Blackdown Station. Mm. They've got those little water spurted things for the kids. They've got a cafe. and all the wetlands and everything in there, there's yep. an area at the back for the sports yep. and things. Really well developed and I think that's where you get your, your play space for the, for the kids to go. Every holiday that place is packed.
1: Yeah. Yep. I think it's really well designed. Yeah, so, so the, the, the planning decisions that are happening are improving, mm. Yeah. You know, it's just not, uh, you know, they, they want people to have the choice of having a house and land, but it's it's, it's always going to be on smaller blocks now. Mm. Be able to fit as many in as possible. Otherwise, yes, the urban sprawl is going to you know, spread out as, as far as the eye can see. And yeah, we would like to keep some of our our natural environment going as well, so we've got some green space to go to. Um, so it isn't just a, a sea of houses. But um, um, but that's why again, yeah, the, the the high rise is sometimes the only choice to be able to house everyone. So um, it's. Um, it, it'll never be perfect, and, and, and no one will be um, uh, happy with it all of the time.
3: It needs to be perfect. <laughs> but the people have got to say because Vera Jicklin wanted to build all along the railway lines, yes. and certain councils said no. Mm. We haven't got the infrastructure mm. to cater for it. Mm. She gave up and said, "Oh, here's the planning authority back to you." Yep. So you have got the choice to say no.
1: Oh yeah, there's the. This, yeah, the, the the best thing you can do is uh, put your hand up and, and, um, and, um, and... Saying,
3: what, so I've got to stand out on the footpath outside Woolworths for half an hour before I can actually get in. Because there's that many people around mm. here. Mm. You know, and that's a simple thing. Mm. You just shouldn't have to do that.
1: No. Um, but uh, then they need to be able to allow for, for the development of more commercial and retail areas to be able to put those, you know, shop... And grocery stores in, yeah.
0: I noticed yesterday I went, when um, I went down Memorial Avenue, everybody knows where Memorial yeah, yes. Avenue is, yeah. and the properties on the right-hand side mm-hmm. as you're heading out, mm-hmm. they're way back, so that there's room yeah. there yeah. to widen yeah. that road another two lanes at least. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like even going out in Park, oh, yeah, they've yeah, got yeah. two lanes now, but it's still not
1: well enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, in the afternoon,
3: in the morning, it's bumper to bumper. Yeah, because they honest. have that clogged up against seven and yeah. young mm. mm. Memorial Road's on the development is now. Yeah.
0: To yep. to oh, that's going yeah. to be a very... Oh, it'd have to one. be, yeah. But the silly
2: road, just two things. Mm-hmm. Speaking about mm-hmm. roads, a lot of the current have been built, the roads are so narrow, mm. they're, not they're getting fined if they park on their green area. Mm. not, if they park on each side of the road, they can't get an ambulance or anything through. Mm. You know, what's with the council's approving all these sort of things? I mean, it's up to them to approve that development. Mm. And, they don't, and all they want to do is cram as many as they can into that development, mm. and the roads are like, you know, finger-wise. Yep. So somebody's, got, somebody's got to be done about that. Th- this
3: development here, narrow streets is done very specifically to force through traffic out so you don't go through the development but what
2: about the people that are actually living there i'm I'm,
3: I'm not um, advocating it but that they if if you look at the development plans for the 700 odd houses on this estate they're very specifically planned for narrow throughways so that you've got to go out to richmond road or the other way Mm. and they in order to stop people driving
1: through the estate. And yes, it, it's and it's done uh, on purpose to to uh, push as many cars off the road and 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 uh, and uh, forcing people to use public transport when when and where it is. The, the, the people that live there, surely they can park on their green stick
2: without getting fined. I, think I mean, Blacktown Council that.
1: apparently it has been... Know, yeah, all, all councils are the same, yeah. And the other thing, how, how do you think it's
2: going to affect the business for your business and mm. investment properties um if labour gets in and they're talking about this negative gearing,
1: yep. how's that going to affect things well let's um um let them get in first and let them try and get it through parliament first um it's and, and so what they're talking about and, and and on both sides of politics um they always talk it big to be able to uh, sell it and then when it get, gets in it gets watered down um, but even at the moment, it would only be, you know, it wouldn't be grandfathered, so anything that's existing uh, is under the old rules, um, it, and it would exclude, they're saying it would exclude brand new properties. And when we look at it now, um, with the changes that uh, previous governments have made to depreciation benefits, um, it, it's really only relevant, negative gearing is really only relevant on brand new properties now anyway, and, um, so, uh, because you you can only claim get the the maximum amount of depreciation benefits on brand new now. Um, so it's 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 they wouldn't really need to change much, and it wouldn't have that much effect, even if they would. Um, now, uh, not that I, I want them to, um, but it's it's in everyone's best interest now to if it, if they're wanting to buy something to get maximum tax benefits to buy brand new anyway. Um, if they want to buy something um, that's not brand new for a specific purpose then they should be buying that. Um, it's it's really at that point now of one or the other. Um, so I don't I don't personally think it'll have that much effect if, if it actually gets in the way they're proposing.
2: Have you noticed a difference from your point of view where they brought these restrictions on the Chinese not living in Australia and buying property?
1: Well, have it's all foreign investors, not foreign just Chinese. Yeah. Has
2: that affected it very much?
1: No, no. We see very little of it. Um, there, are, there, there are specific uh, businesses that have been drastically affected by it um, because that's all they did, um, and it wiped out eighty percent of their business. Um, but that um, the the it wasn't necessarily the the. Um, uh, the, the extra tax that they brought in because of it. It was more the, the lending policies that affected them with lending to overseas, um, overseas investors, uh, overseas residents, and so on, so it's, it's more the, the lending policies. So, as always with government, they, they take a knee-jerk reaction to something which is usually either already over or um, is unnecessary and the market's already taken care of it. Um, just like with when, when APRA stepped in to um, put their um, cap on interest-only loans a few years ago, the market was already starting to shift and change, and all they did was make it worse. Um, and, and they affected people who it didn't need to affect. Uh, same thing with this Royal Commission. It was brought about to have a look at um, uh, the misconduct by banks, and then the whole highlight and all the headlines got put onto mortgage brokers. And thankfully, it seems like both sides of, of um, Parliament have come to their senses of, around that and seeing that getting rid of mortgage brokers by getting rid of their commissions would um, absolutely kill competition. So, um, so that's a good thing. So, um, yeah.
0: Just going back to the high rise, like in see in Rouse Hill, right next to Rouse Hill Shops, you've got the light rail there. All those new um, apartment blocks are going up and they're spreading out, those big blocks. Um, And in Norwest. Have you heard anything about high-rise going up around the Master Park area?
1: Although Master Park's now vast. No, but it specifically relates to public transport. So if you look at Rouse Hill, They've got the, the new rail going through there, um, so...
0: Coming,
1: the rail is coming to last in in the future. Yeah, w- w- once that gets... Then
2: we get the high
1: rise. Yes. More than likely. Yeah, once you see the, the uh, public transport coming through, then, then they'll, yeah, all, all through Cherrybrook, West Pennant Hills, where the train station is there, mm-hmm. along um, Castle Hill Road, um, yeah, there was a flurry of activity of all the local residents to um, yeah. get their properties sold under option to developers and so on, and they were getting two, three times their, their, their value uh, overnight. Except so. that the couple were knocked back at Castle, on the showground so mm. mm. at that station. So yeah. So they, you know, yeah, they, so made, uh, they yeah. made planning decisions uh, against... Yeah, yeah. It's it's um, so some of those have have been knocked back. Um, but that's that's just part of the process. Uh, and, and and that's where the market the market always stabilizes. it. So it's yeah, we we can uh, I, know, I know yeah, change is always inevitable and and no one likes change, just like yeah, we're changing from you know just like when the radio um, was the main form of uh, entertainment and it moved to television and now it's changing from the television to, to, to um, you know, uh, mobile devices. Um, you know, it's, um, yeah, it, even I didn't like using apps a few years ago. Now it's, like, now I don't even own a television. Um, so it's... Um,
0: There's nothing on anyway, you're not missing anything. Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah so it's so the way the way we're consuming information the way we're consuming entertainment it's all it's all changing and it's the same with the changing environment of real estate and um, yes it's it's um, always constant change as they say the the uh, the only constant uh, in life is change yeah yeah any other questions That's all right. I've got, I've got some of our magazines here um, that you can um, uh, take if you like to give you some information about um, who we are and what we do. But yes, we're, we're a business that specializes in looking after property investors. Um, we operate uh, across Sydney. It's from, from uh, Hornsby Northern Beaches all the way down through to Hurstville out to Penrith and Campbelltown. We have property managers who are actually out on the ground all day, every day, doing their inspections, their leasing, their repairs and maintenance, like they should be. And then we have a centralized admin team that are um, uh, doing the job that admin people should be doing, rather than property managers doing that job. And and we do the same in in Brisbane, Gold Coast, as well as Melbourne. So it's um, yeah, so it's more about providing good service to clients rather than um, just looking after a small patch of grass and and. Um, and uh, not doing it very well. So, um, yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you very much. All
0: right. And if you know where there's a display home, single level, right? dual income, let me know. I want
1: to have a look at it. OK. To live in or for...? To live in. All right. so i got rent coming in all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sounds good. Thank you very much. All right, much. thanks. Um, thanks <laughs> thank you. OK, sorry. Any other... Ah, that's all right, that's all right.
3: Sorry you were late. That's okay. It's good to see you. I've um, provided the information about the theatre visits. Oh, good. We were too late for today. Yeah. yeah Take we'll, it from we'll the theatre. Oh, right.
0: So, um, anybody who's interested in the theatre at Castle Hill, um, Steve will be organising and
3: letting us know what's going on there. We just let him know that we want to go. How do we play that, Steve? There's okay. that um but basically what, what I'm suggesting is that um it's, it's a to sort of
1: You just right. turn that off, but
3: in order to of the pricing structure.